Let's talk finance. Wouldn't it be convenient to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one spot? Yahoo Finance does just that. It consolidates your portfolio views and offers expert analysis, making it easier to manage your investments. Let's not beat around the bush. You want to grow your portfolio, fight inflation, pay off debts, and achieve financial freedom. Yahoo Finance provides the news, data, and tools to make that happen. You may think you've covered all the bases, savings, researching, and investing smartly. But to truly excel, you need Yahoo Finance in your corner. A holistic perspective is crucial for success, and Yahoo Finance ensures you have it. With a massive community of over 90 million users monthly, Yahoo Finance is here to guide you on your path to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. We all make mistakes, decisions that we regret, things we'd like to do over, like not buying Bitcoin when you first heard about it at $1. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. At times, therapy has helped me and my loved ones in many ways. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major traumas. With the right guide, you can discover effective strategies to minimize distractions and truly connect with your needs, setting the stage for a more balanced life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge take a moment visit betterhelp.com gold today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp help.com slash gold the peter schiff show well i gotta talk about the irony and the hypocrisy of patricia arquette And her speech uh, when she was accepting the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, she had to make her political statement about women and how women are oppressed and they're discriminated against and and they don't have equal rights to men because, you know, they're not paid as much as men. To every woman who gave birth, to every taxpayer and citizen of this nation, we have fought for everybody else's equal rights. It's our time to have wage equality once and for all and equal rights for women in the United States of America. Supposedly, um, employers, including female employers, by the way, both female and male employers are discriminating against women and just deliberately paying them, what, 77 cents on the dollar, whatever the number is, to do the exact same work as men, right? That you can just go out and hire women and they'll do for, to do the same job as men only for a lot less money, right? And so they have they don't have equal rights. And of course, this is all complete nonsense. And and the reason I said it's ironic and hypocritical, I mean, even more so on the part of all the women in the audience, like the Meryl Streeps or whoever, they're all clapping, standing up, cheering, you know, they got their fists in the air, rah, rah, yeah, you go, girl, right? You know. <laughs> The supposed gender gap is the widest in Hollywood. They got the biggest gap there. You know, you've got, you know, not only do you have more male roles, 
right? In a typical film, you got a lot more men parts than women parts, but the men are paid in general a lot more than women. And that gap is greater in, in Hollywood than it is pretty much anywhere else. And then yet all these guys are applauding. But of course, there is an economic reason for that. It's got nothing to do with discrimination or a lack of, of rights, right? You know, when, when you, you know, take away all the other factors, right? If, if you look at unmarried women or women that have never been married, rather, not just unmarried, but women who have never been married, and you compare them to men who have never been married, and then they're, they're, they have the same educational background and they're working in the same job. So let's say you take a woman who's never been married and a man who's never been married, and they're, they're engineering majors from you know, similar colleges, and they're working as an engineer, right? Their pay is pretty much the same. I mean, I've seen in some cases the women might actually out-earn the men when, you've, when, you, when, you, you know, when you take away all the other factors. But the problem is you can't take away all the other factors because women make different choices than men, particularly when they get married. Because when people get married, they tend to have kids. I mean, that's one of the reasons people get married. And once kids come in, the women, more often than not, interrupt their careers to take care of the kids. And, and so they earn less money than men, not because of discrimination, but because they're not working as many hours. They're taking more vacations. They're taking more maternity leave. They're dropping out of the labor force completely for several years until the kids are old enough to go to school. Then they go back to their jobs. But now they've missed out on a lot of time. And, of course, the other big thing is the choices that people make for occupation. The most common job in America for men is truck driver, right? Truck driver. Now, there's nothing that stops a woman from driving a truck. I mean, if she wants to drive a truck, but they don't. They're not truck drivers. You know, being a truck driver means you're on the road a lot. If you have kids, it's hard to be a truck driver. I mean, if you're a guy and you have kids, it's okay because you know your wife is at home with the kids when you're driving your truck. Right. But the women aren't going out on trucks when they got little babies at home. The most popular jobs for women. Right. Secretaries, administrative assistants, registered nurses, school teachers. These are these are lower paying jobs than truck driver. Now, if a woman who is a administrative assistant or a teacher, if she wants to quit her job as a teacher and go drive a truck, she can make more money. But she doesn't want to drive a truck. I mean, these are choices that people make. But the idea that women are just getting paid less because they're women is absurd. Look, if that were true, I would have nothing but women working for me, right? If I could really hire a woman to do the exact same job as a man, but pay her 77 cents on the dollar, I'd be an idiot to hire a man. I mean, it's the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. And in fact, if there are women now out there that can tell me, hey, I could do exactly what the guys are doing that you're paying, and you can pay me 23% less. You got yourself a job. Show on up. Tell, show me that you can do the same work for less money, and I'll pay you less money. But, of course, you can't do it right? because the free market would, put, would make sure that that wouldn't happen because now women would come and, and, and offer to work for less, and so the guys would be forced to say, you know what? You can cut my pay. I'll work for less too. Don't fire me. Right? I mean, there'd be a free market. And, and so this is not happening. Women do not do the same work for less money. They do different work for less money. When they do do the same work, they make the same money, right? But that is not 
you know, how the left wants to spin this thing. You know, they want to pretend that women are being oppressed so that the women will vote for the Democratic politicians who promise, you know, the government to solve their problems by forcing employers to pay women more, which, of course, they can't do. But I want to get back and talk about this Hollywood, you know, because this, you know, uh, Patricia Arquette is just upset, right, about the fact that she is getting older, right, and she is maybe not making as much money as some of the other actors in Hollywood, right? And 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 you know what? That that's that's just the way life is, you know. Um, why why do why do actors, you know, get paid more than actresses in Hollywood? And, and they do in general. It's because of the roles and the movies they're in, right? Hollywood, you know, it's all about the bottom line, right? What, what, kind of, what kind of movies are the big budget box office movies? They're action movies. Well, who are the action stars? They're men. The guys that are shooting it up and fighting and, 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 and starring in these action big movies where they can afford to pay big money, they're guys, right? I mean, look, Will Smith is a black man, right? He may, he's one of the highest paid guys, so there's no racism in Hollywood, right? They're playing black male actors. They can make the big bucks just like white male actors. It's, it's all about selling tickets, putting butts in the theater. And how do you get young guys, and that's the biggest moviegoers, right? Teenage boys, 20-year-old got boys. How do you get them in the movie theater? You have a big budget shoot them up action movie. And it's not starring uh, the Patricia Arquettes. That's not who's in those movies. And so men make more because of the box office appeal of the male guys, the male uh, actors. And there's more roles for men than there are women in these type of movies. And now there are some female action stars like an Angelina Jolie. She does some kind of action movies and she's paid a lot more money. Than the women that are in, you know, your tearjerker chick flicks, you know, and, and of course, a lot of the women want those type of roles. They want the challenging actress roles where their talent can really come out. But, you know, those movies don't gross as much. You know, it's like public public television, right? I mean, how many people watch public TV? I mean, there's probably some good acting going on in these government run broadcasting networks, but not a lot of people want to watch that stuff. More people want to watch these action movies uh, with bankable stars who have a personality and a fan base that, you know, if you see, you know, uh, the, the big guy, the big actor in the movie, people want to see that actor in that movie. Now, to some extent, yeah, there are women have box office appeal, but it, it, it's not the same. And of course, you know, if you listen to what Patricia Arquette, said, especially in her press conference afterwards, she talked about this and she said something which just really gives you insight into, into why she's so upset. She said, the truth is the older women get, the less money they make. Now that's not true in general. It is true in certain occupations, but in most occupations, the older women get the more they make because they have more experience, right? Your typical 40-year-old woman in the workforce is making more than a 20-year-old woman. But it depends on what the woman is doing. If you're a fashion model or you're an actress, then that's not the case. You see, youth is a valuable commodity for a woman. Not so much for a man, 
But in certain things, like in sports, right, if you're an athlete, you're a professional basketball player or football player, you're going to make a lot more money in your 20s than you will in your 40s. I mean, you're probably already washed up by the time you're in your 40s. I mean, there are some players that can play into their 30s, but generally athletes are going to peak out in their 20s, right? But, you know, the same thing happens for women. You know, if you're a fashion model, you're an actress, and again, women cannot like this aspect of life, but, you know, youth is more valuable in a woman than in a man, right? Look at guys, I when I first was growing up, the big stars when I was in my 20s, Tom Cruise, you know, Brad Pitt, these guys are still making movies, right? Women don't care that they're 50. They still want to see these guys in movies. And their co-stars are generally in their 20s or their 30s. Now, obviously, the co-stars opposite these mega, you know, A-list actors are not going to be paid anywhere near what Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt are earning. And the fact is most of the contemporaries, right, most of the actresses that started acting in movies when Tom Cruise started in, in the 1980s, they haven't made movies in years or decades. These women are gone. They get replaced by a new, younger actress, right? Younger, prettier, fresh face, right? That's, in many cases, what the market demands. But not so for men. I mean, you know, these male stars can maintain their appeal, right? And, you know, and they can make movies. I mean, look at Sean Connery. I mean, he's making, he was making movies, you know, in his 60s, and women were still finding him very sexy. But, you know, you're not going to find a lot of guys that are going to look at women in their 60s and think they're sexy. I mean, that's just, that's just life, you know. And obviously, somebody like Patricia Arquette is upset about that, you know. She doesn't like the fact that she's getting older and, uh, and, and, and therefore less desirable to the movie-going audience, which is predominantly young guys. These 20-something guys aren't interested in 50-year-old women. They're just not, you know, and this is the reality. But the fact of the matter is Patricia Arquette has made a ton of money, more money than most men. She still makes a lot of money for basically playing, for being an actress. I mean, it's one of the easiest ways you can make money if you happen to succeed. I mean, I know it's very difficult to succeed. I mean, it's a very competitive business. And most people who want to be an actress, I mean, just wait tables. You know, they never really make it in acting and actressing. So the fact that she made it is incredible. And maybe she's a very talented actress. And But the fact of the matter is to complain, to think she's being discriminated against because she's a woman. This is, you know, I mean, there, there are certain benefits of being a woman and, and there are certain liabilities. And one of them generally is, yeah, as you get older, uh, you know, you lose, uh, you, you lose some appeal. And men tend to gain some of that. It's kind of, you know, you, 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 you know, earlier on, right, when you're, you know, the y- younger women, I mean, they get, to, they, 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 they get a lot of attention when they're young, and they don't get as much when they get older. And, 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 and kind of it makes up because the guys are kind of ignored when they're younger, you know, they, they don't have a lot of the qualities that women desire until they get older. But women have the, the qualities that men desire, and they lose that as they get older. But, I mean, that's just a fact of life, and you just deal with it. Right? And, and you make the best of the situation. And certainly there's no reason to feel sorry for Patricia Arquette. You know, I saw just on television, you know, there was a lot of discussion about this. 
And one of the things that I heard discussed was, what, well, the reason that women aren't paid as much as men is because they just don't, you know, they don't know how to negotiate for more money. They don't know what they're worth. And if they just spoke up, right, like these actresses, if they just demanded more money, they would get it. But, you know, they're women and so they don't negotiate, which, you know, I, I find that's sexist. You find a woman trying to say that women don't know how to negotiate. Well, isn't that a sexist comment? I mean, let's see some guys say that and they'll jump all over them. Right. But look, if you are making a movie and you're trying to hire a cast, obviously you've got a budget. If you can hire somebody for less money, you will. You're not going to tell some woman if a woman agrees to do a movie and she you know, agrees to do it for a million dollars and you, you've already got the guy and you have the lead guy and he's being paid two million and the woman agrees to the female role for a million. You're not going to go back and say, well, you know, I'm paying the guy two million. So why don't I give you an extra million? Now, I mean, you're going to hire the actor or actress for the lowest price that you can get that actor to commit to do your project. And of course, what determines how much you have to pay? Well, a lot of it is availability. These actors and actresses get a lot of scripts. And if you make an offer to a particular actor or actress and they've got two or three other offers they're trying to decide between, then, you know, money is really important. But maybe a woman gets an, an offer to do a script and she doesn't have any other offers during that time period. So she's obviously you can get that person for less money than someone who's got to turn down another job, you know. And, and certainly these big bankable stars, I mean, everybody wants them in their movies. And the question is who can afford to pay to pay the most money. But I heard, you know, this discussion about the fact that, well, you know, they're just not negotiating. Right. And that's why they just need to know how to negotiate. Patricia Arquette does not negotiate her salary. See, the way all of these big actors and actresses work is they have talent agents and they have managers. So usually they have both, right? They have an agent that that books their 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 jobs. And then some of them they also have a, a manager on top of that that helps helps manage their career. I mean the agent manages the career too, but then you have a manager and 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 they're both taking a percentage, right? Not everybody has both, but a lot of these really big stars have an agent and a manager. And most of them are men. Right. Again, this is, you know, like a lot of professions, they're male dominated. And most of the big agents and managers are men and they represent both men and women. And they're negotiating as good as they can because they're getting 10 percent of whatever they negotiate. So they're going to get as much money as they can for their female clients. I mean, they're not just going to settle for less. They're not going to say, oh, well, I'm representing a woman, so I'll just take, you know, 20 percent less because she's a woman. Are you kidding me? These guys want to make as much money as they can. They are going to negotiate the best deal they can for their clients, regardless of the gender, regardless of the race. So to say that, you know, these guys are just, you know, they're bad negotiators when it comes to negotiating for women. No, they're not. They know the market. They know how many other actresses are out there that can play these parts. Right. And they know the same thing for men. And they, they, they know what the market is, they know how valuable their client is, and they know what they can get. And women in Hollywood are paid as much as their male agents can get from the producers. And again, some of the agents are female, some of the producers are female. You know, I mean, so are female producers too? It's the same thing. What if, you, what if there's a female producer who's making a movie? She's just as discriminatory as the men, right? Because the gender gap is supposedly there regardless of the sex or the gender of the person doing the hiring or producing the film. And that's the same thing outside of Hollywood, 
right? You know, women are paying women less too, just like men. So everybody is exploiting women, even other women, right? This It's all BS. All these women, Jennifer Lopez and whoever else was out there, you know, cheering her on, you know, they're making a ton of money as actresses, more money than most people make, men, women, whatever. But they are making less in general than men in this particular profession. But you know what? Got nothing to do with sexism. It has to do with the people who buy the tickets and what kind of movies they want to see and what kind of stars they want to see and how old they want those stars to be. These young men, they want fresh women, newer women, but they, the, the guys can be, you know, the same. It's a standard guy. He's the main attraction in these action movies. That's what's going to put, uh, you know, male butts in those seats. And they want to see these male leads with young women. That's what they want. They don't want to see them with women their own age. They don't want to see 50 or 60-year-old women, you know, um, with these guys. They want to see the new, fresh, 20-something-year-old. And that is just reality. Right. It's the same. You know, I mean, do you think the fashion models that were big and, you know, 30 years ago, the female, are they still on the cover of these magazines? No. Is it because <laughs> this is this is reality. And actresses know they know their shelf life in this business, just like athletes. No, they got to They got to make the best of it. Now, the fact that men can extend their careers. For whatever reasons, is it fair? No, it's not fair, but life isn't fair. Is it fair that Patricia Arquette gets to be an actress, gets to get an Academy Award and some other woman, you know, is going to be cleaning up in the theater after 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 it's over? No, of course, nothing's fair. Life isn't fair. Right. But that's life. You make the best of it. You know, you work as hard as you can. Uh, But what is what is Patricia Arquette? What is Meryl Streep and Jennifer Lopez? What do they expect the government to do about all this? What do they expect to do about the gender gap in Hollywood? Are they supposed to force producers to pay female actresses the same as male actors? How's that going to work? Is that going to, you know what that might do? That might actually diminish the roles available for women. If you force the, you know, they might actually, eventually they might start you know, like they used to. They'll start dressing men up like women, right? In the, uh, you know, the olden days, you know, Shakespeare in love, right? Where there were no actresses. There were just men in drag. But everything would backfire. But you can't go in and force companies to pay a woman the same as what? I mean, they make a big deal if there's, if there's um, you know, a man and a female, you know, male lead, female lead. Well, it's not the same part. I mean, what, are you going to count the number of lines that they have to see, you know, if they have to get paid the exact same amount? Now, you know, you pay, the producers pay the actors as little as they can to get the role. That's what they do. They want to secure the biggest name they can for the lowest possible money. Now, and sometimes actors and actresses will reduce their their their, their fee if they really like the project, if they like the role, and if they know, hey, this is an eclectic kind of artsy film. It's an independent film. I can't get what I would normally get for a big studio film. So I'll do like you know, and women are probably more a- likely to take those kind of roles uh, than than men are. I, you know, I don't, but you, it would it would be impossible. It would be impossible to try to force it. And, of course, it would be impossible in the, the, the general 
right? The general marketplace beyond, you know, the fishbowl of Hollywood, just into normal occupations to try to figure out, to try to mandate that women get paid more. Because all it's going to do is backfire. If you try to mandate that women be overpaid, which is what they want to do, because they're not underpaid right now. Women are paid what they're worth because the market guarantees that. Because if they could get a better job, they would. See, remember, the whole concept of women being underpaid basically assumes that women are like little children, that they don't know their own value. They're too dumb to negotiate a higher salary. They're just getting exploited because they're women. That's the sexist attitude, to think of women as little children that can't fend for themselves and need the protection of government. See, men, men are strong. They can negotiate. They can get what they're worth, but women can't. That's the condescending sexist attitude. It's the left that has it. But if you simply tried to mandate that employers overpay women, then what are they going to do? They're going to hire even fewer women. It's going to be that much harder for women to get employment if the government ever did this, which is why they're never going to do it. See, this is all talk. All this is about feel-good politics just to rile up the women, to get the women to support the Democratic candidates who are promising freedom and equality something that they already have. In fact, the, the freedom that women have lost is due to all the taxes and all the regulations uh, that government has had. You know, in that Patricia Arquette press conference, one of the things that she said that really riled me up is she said that the reason that we don't have equal rights for women is because of the Constitution, right? She said in this, in this press conference, we don't have equal rights because when they wrote the Constitution, they didn't intend it for women. They didn't intend it for women. Of course they did. They intended it for everybody. The con- you know, now, obviously, there were slaves, so you know, they didn't intend it to apply to slaves. But women have equal rights. Right? And there's, e- there's nothing that could have been written into the Constitution that would guarantee pay, because that's not about rights. You know, rights have to do with you know, y- y- what, things that the government can't take from you. Right. You have the right to life, property, the pursuit of happiness. You know, you really have the right to be left alone. But wages and salaries, that's something that you have to earn. You don't have a right to somebody else's property. Because remember, when you work for somebody, they're paying you. They're giving you their property in exchange for your labor. So you don't have the right to demand that anybody pay you anything. Right. You you, you can work. You don't know. You don't have to work for somebody. If you don't like the pay, then don't take the job. But if, if, if you accept the job, then all you have a right to is the agreed upon wages, presuming that you deliver uh, your labor, right? And then you get paid. But to say, well, I don't have equal rights because I'm not getting paid as much as somebody else. No, it, you know, what diminishes rights is forcing somebody to pay somebody more than they're worth. You know, try, and of course, they're not going to, right? They'll go around it. They won't, you know, they just won't have... Uh, these roles. That's what's going to happen. And, and if they had some kind of criteria, if they said, well, you have to pay women the same as men if they have the same, you know, number of years. Because right? I, I also, because just because two people have the same part in Hollywood, right? Let's say I got a, I got a, a male star and a female co-star. What if the male star, you know, has been in the industry for 20 years and the female star is, is just discovered? Maybe it's her, maybe it's introducing this woman. Maybe it's her first role ever. Even if she has the same number of lines, how can she get paid the same amount as a guy that's got a big fan base that's been doing this for a long time? So they'd have to have so many different ways 
of, 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 of doing this, that it would just end up discriminating. So then, then you'd say, okay, well, I can't hire a woman who has 10 years experience. I want to hire a brand new one because I can pay the brand new one less. Right? They would have to get around this uh, in order to make money producing movies. I mean, producing movies is a very risky business as it is. A lot of these films lose money. And if you try to force them to overpay their actresses, I mean, they're going to have to do what they can to still make movies and, 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 and make a profit. But again, you know, there's very little criticism of, of, of these statements. Everybody wants to agree. Yes, yeah, she's right. Women are getting paid less. It is one of the biggest lies that's out there. Nobody even wants to challenge it because when you challenge that lie, right now, oh, you're sexist, too. It's so easy. You know, you want to get women to applaud. Just, you know, say that, you're, you know, you're, you're for equal pay. You know, you, you know, well, women are getting exploited. Right. Yeah, that sounds great when you some of these guys that are standing up applauding. Yeah, why don't some of these male actors just volunteer to give some of their pay to their female co-stars? Right. Some of these men that were up there clapping, go stopping you. Give your money away. Yeah. But all this, you know, takes people, distracts people's attention for the real problems. The real destroyer of rights and liberty and freedom is the big liberal government that all these women want to enlist. Right. To help steal money from their employers and give it to them. If you're really concerned about rights, it's not about women's rights. It's about individual rights. You never want to talk about rights in terms of a group, whether it's gay rights or, you know, Hispanic rights or disabled or older people, whatever it is. No, you don't have a special right because of a class or a subset that you happen to exist in. That's all about privileges. And we're not a nation of privileges. We eliminated privileges. That's like royalty where you have a privilege. Rights apply equally to everybody. They're individual rights. And whenever you create a privilege for a particular group or subset, then you also create a burden, a responsibility on somebody else. So when you claim women's rights, you're actually diminishing the rights of other people, including women, right? Because if you're if you're a woman that owns a business and the government says, well, you must pay this, you well, then your rights have been diminished too, right? So we don't we want to maximize freedom, and so to do that, you want to minimize the the number of privileges that you dole out to people, and you just want to have individual rights. Today's financial advisors behave like pro-wrestling TV commentators. They scream that the recovery is strong, debt is manageable, inflation is low, and that the Federal Reserve has everything under control. They may be oblivious, but the danger is real. Looking beyond the media hype can open a world of broader investing ideas. Euro-Pacific Capital is a registered investment advisor that offers stock-focused wealth management services that closely follow the strategy of our founder and CEO, Peter Schiff. We concentrate on those countries that are more closely in tune with Peter's vision of how capitalism is supposed to work. And these investments are not hard to find, provided you know where to look. Isn't it time you change the channel and let Euro-Pacific put a little reality back into your portfolio? If you live in the United States and have $25,000 or more to invest, call 800-727-7922. That's 800-727-7922. Non-U.S. residents access similar strategies through Euro-Pacific Bank at europacbank.com. Euro-Pacific Capital and Euro-Pacific Bank are affiliated companies.